Hey friends, welcome to another episode. Today's episode is going to be a juicy one. It's a mindset focused episode. So grab your tea, grab your water, grab your coffee, your matcha or your liquid of choice and get a notepad because this episode is going to be fire. It's one of my ones that I'm excited about and it's called Why Ditching the Scale Does Not Solve the Problem Cognitive Dissonance Happens. Now if you're like cognitive who? And girl, this is exactly the right episode for you. And let's get into it. Hey, friend, welcome to Lose Weight with Macros, the basics podcast show with me, your host, Verona, where I believe if you are the woman that you are struggling to lose weight, you're sick of crash diets, fad diets, and gimmicks, and you are willing to do whatever it takes to get the results that you want, you are in the right place. If you're somebody who's overwhelmed by all of the conflicting information out there, you're confused about how much protein you should be eating, how to count macros, you don't have time to figure out your macros, and you're sick and tired of repeating the same old boring meals because it is exhausting you are in the right place because my friend this lose weight with macros basics podcast is specifically for you you're the woman who wants to learn how to track your macros and do it sustainably do it in a way that you can enjoy your food and you don't have to cut out your favorite foods and we're not here for that so my friends if this is you grab your tea grab your coffee grab your water grab your matcha your notepad and pen because today's episode is going to be a juicy one and you're going to need to take notes so buckle up friends let's get it We're talking about why ditching the scale doesn't solve the problem. We've all been there. You step on the scale and you, the number that you see is not the number that you want to see. So you start having this narrative in your mind that says, no, the scale is the devil. The scale is the enemy. It's the sad step. It's a liar. The scale is a liar. So once you, you start all cussing, you cut, you cast the scales to no more. You can't cast the scales anymore. Then you decide, right, I'm going to ditch the scale. I'm going to throw it out the window. But what happens is when you throw the scale at the window, nothing changes. You still feel heavier. You feel bloated and get this your weight stays exactly the same or even worse you gain more weight but now you cannot see on the scale because you have taken away the measurement that allows you to see that and that's exactly why ditching the scale does not solve the problem what it does it just covers it up with a band-aid and that is what this message does it gets you to lie to yourself about the truth you avoid the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth but when you try to cover a problem up with a band-aid so when that happens what do you do instead first of all let me tell you don't give up it's important not to think of this as an all or nothing thing instead of it think of it as a process and many of us don't want to think of it as a process we just want fat gone now the issue is not you the issue is not the scale either however I will put a caveat in here there are some females who develop an anxiety when it comes to the scale or body dysmorphia now if you're somebody who is in that category then you would be advised by dietitians by nutritionists by myself as a nutrition coach not to use the scale because it causes anxiety what I will then add on to the end of that is dealing with the anxiety in the first place because oftentimes it's the way that we see ourselves that's the problem not the scale the scale is an innate object now I will link in the show notes below all of the episodes that I've done talking about the scales this is a sensitive topic but coaches that tell you to ditch the scale because the scale is a liar are not helping you at all what they're doing is putting a band-aid over the problem patting you on the back and going there there don't worry don't worry the scale is a problem they're reinforcing the issue not helping the issue instead of doing that you need to get to the root cause of why you feel insecure about your body. Now, we're not going to get into too much of that because I've spoken about it in the episodes that I will link below. But we talked about cognitive dissonance. Now, if you're not in the mindset space, you might be like, what on earth is cognitive dissonance? Let me give you a common example of cognitive dissonance. So according to Wikipedia, you know how I like my definitions here. So according to Wikipedia, so if you're new here, I like to give definitions of word to give context about what I'm talking about. Now, according to Medical News Today, cognitive dissonance is a theory in social 
social psychology cognitive dissonance is a theory in social psychology it refers to the mental conflict that occurs when a person's behaviors and beliefs do not align it may also happen when a person holds two beliefs that contradict one another so for example in a case of weight loss you stand on the scale the scale has gone up you're like the scale's a liar it's not (laughs) there are other things that could contribute to your scale going up overnight it's not nothing to do with the scale but it's about you equipping yourself with the truth with the knowledge so that once you know this knowledge you're like okay right it's this and sometimes if you're somebody who's constantly eating more food than your body needs you're gonna have to deal with that the issue is not the fact of the scale the issue is that you eat too much food and I was there I used to eat food when I was happy angry sad lonely the truth that is hard to accept is we are in control of what we put in our mouths if we take one more bite, it's us that's choosing, all right, I'm going to take one more bite. If we decide, no, I'm just going to stop eating because I'm full up, we decide that. But it's about, say, taking back the control over food and saying, I'm not going to allow you to control me anymore. We have the choice to do that. We might not be confident in making those choices, but we still have the choice to do that, which is why I create these programs to help you make those choices confidently. So when it comes to weight loss, an example of cognitive dissonance is the rationalization that takes place when you cheat. This is common. Many women are like, I've been good all week. Tell me if this sounds like you. I've been good all week. I've been so hard on my diet this week. I deserve a treat. But a treat doesn't turn to one treat. It turns to the whole weekend. So you end up eating three to 5,000 calories per day. Believe me, it can be done. You're eating in your normal habits. So what happens is your body ends up eating the same amount of calories to maintain your body. So you end up don't you don't end up losing weight and your body is inflamed by the sugary treats, the carbohydrates. And so when you stand on the scale, it is going to be an increase. And increase of water retention because you've eaten sodium high sodium rich foods you've eaten those carbohydrates that we love and that we go back to so of course the scale is going to rise up but this message that tells you to ditch the scale is not getting you to work with that root cause how many times have you been like right i'm gonna not gonna cheat on my diet last week i cheated i'm gonna start again i'm gonna start my diet over again on monday and then you're like right i'm starting over again on monday then all of a sudden a colleague your husband or someone else someone's coming to visit the family they bring a donut they bring muffin they bring cake they bring treats or something else that you you know that you're trying to avoid. These are the bad quote unquote foods that you don't want to eat in your diet. And then it just looks so good. You can smell it, you can see it and it looks so good. And you're like, you know what? <laughs> it's only one diet. It's only one donut. It's only one slice. It's only one this. It's only this. It's only that. I've been good all week. I can just get back on track, but it does not happen. That is what cognitive dissonance is. Now, many years ago, I was standing in the mirror, looking at my body and telling myself that I had to lose weight. And I had the menu of McDonald's, biting a nugget in one hand. And then I had the menu of Chinese thinking about dinner in the next. It was hard. It was really hard because... I didn't love my body. <laughs> I didn't love my body. I didn't like the way that I looked. I didn't like the way that I felt. I didn't like the way that my body protruded through the trousers that I wore or the jeans that I wore. I wouldn't wear certain clothes. I wouldn't stand next to skinny people when taking photos. Listen, that's if you could even get me to take a photo. There were so many things that I started to talk about myself and about my body that I just got to a point where I hated it. I hated my body. And scales, forget the scales. I never I never stood on the scales until I learned to understand the scales for what they actually are. The scales are a pros a me- that scales are a method that give you data about your body. That's it. They're not 
they don't tell you dictate of your worth. They don't tell you that you are or you are not good enough. If you are feeling that you're not good enough because of your weight, that isn't the scales problem. That is a problem with the mindset. And that's what needs to be worked on. Where did that mindset come from? That the minute that you stand on the scale, you're not good enough. You're fat, you're overweight. Those negative narratives are what need to be banished. And as a Christian woman, we know, or as Christian women, if you're listening to this, we know that those thoughts come from the enemy. Rejection or people that have told you that before. And then that starts to play over in your mind. It isn't the scale that's telling you that. It is the scales. The scale is doing what it's supposed to do. Give you a rough data estimate based on your body when you stand on it at that time. If we're starting to get our worth from food and starting to get our worth from the scale or a number, we feel good if the number is good. That's not a positive. That isn't a thing that you need to do. And you don't need to ditch the scale to deal with that. You need to deal with how your emotions are fleeting up and down and changing based on the number on the scale. Regardless of what the scale says, you need to get to a place where you need to get to a place where you're confident in your body irrespective of what someone else says irrespective of what the number on the scale says it is about building up confidence and that is why I become a mindset coach to help women change the way that they think about themselves their relationship with food and also building a healthy foundation with food the scale is not the problem okay so we're gonna get straight into this episode but I just wanted to put that out there first before we got into the points and started to give you the steps because it's important to understand that the maintenance of our weight loss comes from how we see ourselves we are never going to get to the place that we want to if our minds are still in the place of I'm fat I'm overweight, I'm frustrated, nothing works. If we're constantly in that victim mindset and victim mentality and the people that we go to constantly reaffirm those things and we're desperately looking for attention and encouragement from people who are on the same journey as us, there's nothing wrong with getting encouragement from everybody, anyone. You can get encouragement from anybody, but it has to be the right level of encouragement. People who tell you the scale is a lie, they're not encouraging you. They're masking the problem. And the problem tends to be your eating. It tends to to be how you're thinking about yourself. The problem tends to be how you're seeing food and how you're using food. The problem is not the scale. If the the caveat for anybody who uses the scale and it has high anxiety would likely be with a professional. And if that's the case, go and see a dietitianist or a nutritionist who is qualified to go through nutrition counseling with you. Because oftentimes when you have anxiety, that can then trigger it, not always, but it can trigger emotional eating disorders which is then the area of dietetics who are the people that qualify to support people with an ED which is an eating disorder a clinically diagnosed eating disorder or undiagnosed eating disorder those are the people who are categorically should not use the scales but if you're somebody who says now ditch the scale the scale is a liar and then you continue to eat the same way that you eat The heart behind the I'm Mom podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com and when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. And then you're expecting change. That The scale isn't the issue. The scale isn't the issue. The issue is how you appropriate and use food. And that is what many of us do not want to deal with. I didn't want to address it. 
The doctor told me you need to stop eating your food. I didn't want to address the doctor telling me to stop eating food. I'm like, well, who are you telling to stop eating that? It's because I addressed, I had an unhealthy attachment and relationship with food. And because of rejection, it was painted in a way that this is going to take me away from the things that I love. I was I was attached to food like it was a person, like it was my husband. I'm like, what? This is unhealthy. And many of us are in that same place. So when it comes to this, if you're somebody who has this same mentality, then I challenge you to challenge your thinking. Now, tip number one is the scale exists because it's measuring something. We bought the scale because we want it to measure something and we want it, the thing we want it to measure is how much we weigh. But here's the thing. If you stand it on the scale, the scale is going to measure something and it also depends what type of scale that you have. The scale is going to likely measure how much water you're retaining, how much, if you've got a fit scale, it will tell you how much water you're retaining, how much muscle mass you have, or how much fat there is on your body at any given moment. Most accurate way to do that is to get the DEXA scan. And if you're not listening to the episode about the DEXA scan, then you can go and listen to that. So even if you do get rid of the scale and replace it with a tape measure, which is a great way to measure what you're doing, it is a great way to have an alternative if you're somebody who categorically, even after this episode, you still don't want to use the scale. I can only give you the information. I cannot make you believe this. It's, oh, it's I cannot do anything but give you the information. But even if you still chose to replace it with a tape measure, which is great, it, it it will also measure water retention. But here's the thing. The result won't tell you anything about your progress in losing fat or gaining muscle. You're not going to be able to measure that. It, you can you can measure it, but you're not going to be able to maintain, measure the correct percentage of how much muscle you've gained. You're not going to be able to take care, take Um, stats of the metrics when it comes to specific things it will just tell you the shape that your body is currently in it will give you a data to that and in order for you to know the difference you've got to monitor the data if you're not stepping on the scales if you're throwing it away then you can't monitor that that's 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 the thing when it comes to that if you're measuring it that's how a scale is designed to be used the second thing is what are you actually looking for when you step on the scale are you looking for validation are you looking for acceptance are you looking for the scale to tell you you're doing a good job you need to tell yourself those things stop putting that onus on an innate object an innate object that has no feelings that has no relationship with you stop putting that onus on food and start doing it for yourself that is the key to progress that is the key to growth if you are always constantly going to other people for validation there's only so much that people can validate you you need to validate yourself if you're showing up if you're buying the foods that you need to buy if you're constantly being consistent to what you need to do if you're reaching out to get your macros numbers because you've tried to do it on your own and it's not working if you're reaching out to join the recipe membership and you're actually consistently doing what you need to do you're learning how to maintain your meal prep you're learning how to do that and buy meal prep that actually works for you if you're doing all of the things then you learn to get into a position and a place where you don't have to use the scale to validate you you feel good when the number goes down but you feel bad when the number goes up there are so many different things that can contribute to it going up that you're not aware of that you need to be aware of it doesn't mean the scale is a liar the scale is not 100% accurate of course it isn't but it is not a liar it's not a sad step it's not the devil it's none of those things those things are said to keep us stuck continuing the same habits desperately trying to get results but we're refusing to look at our patterns and our habits if you want change you've got to look at your back your patterns and your habits speak to people around you speak to your family speak to your husband speak to your, your your boyfriend your girlfriend whoever it is speak to people that are in constant contact with you every single day and tell them to film you when you're eating tell them to film you secretly so you cannot see set up a camera in the house see exactly what it is that you eat 
then tell me if the scale is the problem or the way that you eat. Now, this is not to shame anybody at all because I used to eat the same way. I used to eat in secret, but eating in secret gets you fat and fat is not what we want. We Our bodies need fat and need a certain percentage of fat, but we don't need to be, our bodies don't need to be primarily fat. Now, that might be harsh for some of you to hear, but if you're somebody who wants change, this is the type of talk that you need to talk to yourself. I'm not swearing, I'm not cussing you. I'm telling you real talk. If you want change as much as you say you do, you've got to find out what your habits are. We, we're good at masking ourselves. We're good at fooling ourselves, but the evidence does not lie. Let the people who are close to you show you how you really eat. Then if you're ready, that will give you a wake up call. If you've ever seen any of those, um, I think there was a program called Secret Eaters, A Life of Secret Eaters. And that's exactly what happened. Secret Eaters, they came and put the cameras in the place. So basically what happened was when the camera crew got to the house, they gave the story, you know, I really want to, I don't, you know what, I'm in a calorie deficit, but I just don't seem to be losing weight. So they came and it was an experiment that followed them for a certain period of time. They put cameras in certain places, cameras in the living room, they put cameras in a kitchen. And so what that did, it actually showed the times, the amount of times that people would go in and out of the kitchen and then the habits start to happen because when the people came to their house they were all right they were like yeah 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 I'm, I'm willing to do it but then their habits caught up with them and so if you start to do this you will start to see yourself this should be something that motivates you to change what are you actually looking for when you step on the scale validation acceptance approval if you are this the scale is not the place to get those things so where we talked about this is an issue of cognitive dissonance cognitive dissonance is the tension you feel when your beliefs attitudes and values don't align with reality. It's when you have two contradictory thoughts in your head at the same time, like I want to lose weight, but I also love eating cake. My job is stressful, but I still think it's worth all of the money they're paying me. Let me tell you, no, it isn't. I think my ex was awful for cheating on me and breaking up our relationship, but maybe he wasn't so bad after all. I don't even need to elaborate on that one. Now, why does cognitive dissonance happen? Well, it happens because our brains try to make sense. They try to understand. It tries to understand sense of things and force them into being consistent with each other, which doesn't happen. You get the friction. If we can do something that contradicts what we believe or value, i.e. buying yourself a piece of chocolate Cake, it can also cause us mental discomfort, i.e., cognitive dissonance. The discomfort from this mental conflict motivates us to change our behavior until your actions align with what makes sense in your brain, i.e., buying yourself a fruit, a piece of fruit instead. Now, some people might go, like to go and buy a fruit, piece of fruit instead. Some people still want to eat a chocolate, but then you might feel guilty after eating chocolate and then you're like, I've been bad. What needs to happen is you're changing your narrative. In focus on the fat loss, that's what we're talking about. When we get to the mindset portion, we're focusing on changing your narrative. Now, focus on the fat loss. We're talking about setting goals. The very first module that we talk about is setting goals and helping you set realistic expectations that you can actually maintain and continue. We talk about who you're doing this for and we're talking about motivation. Of course, we go through nutrition and we're giving you the resources about your food that you eat and you're tracking your foods. You're tracking what happens when you're eating. We're talking about what your sleep is like, what your stress is like, your bloating, digestion, your energy, your strength all of these things when where we are going through. Nutrition, we're helping you to make nutrition changes that actually work. We talk about macros because this is what this program is based on. And so we're talking about portion control, we're talking about metabolism, we're talking about all of these things, not just talking about them, but we're helping give you practical steps to do that. And we also go through everything meal prep related, teaching you how to meal prep, teaching you what it means to meal prep, equipping you with the tools that you need to effectively meal prep. Talking about diets, what is the best diet for you to lose weight? Do carbs really make you fat? How can you get the best? How can you get the best of both worlds if you're somebody who likes 
simple carbohydrates. Supplements, do you need a weight loss shake to lose weight? Is it necessary for you to drink protein after a workout? So we're talking about all of this and there is definitely a mindset module and we don't stop there. We talk about how you maintain your results because the thing is when it comes to diets, when it comes to weight loss, we're good at losing weight. You can actually lose weight but the problem is how you maintain it. That's why I created Focus on the Fat Loss to be able to help you do this and you have all of the modules that you can go back to after the group training is finished after the live group coaching sessions are finished you can go back to the modules and re-go over it if you're getting stuck or things happen so we're talking about all of this in the program and we start after summer so if you're somebody if you're a woman who wants to sign up vanutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash focus is where you can reserve your place there's only 20 spots for 20 women who are serious i have a coach who recently done an episode about working with premenopausal women and he said he only works with women that are a 10 if you're not a 10 then this may not be the time for you to join this program Now, this isn't about excluding anyone it's about making sure that you're not set up for failure because there's a difference for women who are yeah I want to lose weight and yeah yeah and then you carry on doing the same things or you know you want to lose weight and you're ready to put skin in the game and get these results you decide which type of woman that you are so we've talked about cognitive dissonance and we've talked about why it happens and what happens in the brain and where it where it comes from so when it comes to this now and having these conflicting beliefs it is important to reiterate it though it may not feel like it in the moment it is important for me to to reiterate right now that we can do better than cognitive dissonance now if you're not sure about it, we've just gone through it. It's a psychological term for the feeling of discomfort that comes. So the discomfort that will come from your beliefs or actions that don't align, that don't match up, that don't make sense to each other. So here's another example of cognitive dissonance. If you believe that being fat is bad, but you eat lots of junk food every day and you don't move or you just eat lots of food in general, it doesn't have to just be junk food and you gain weight. This can also create cognitive dissonance because the two things don't match up. Your beliefs, your actions and your behaviours. That's why I give the example all the time yeah I want to lose weight but I've got the menu for Chinese in one hand and a chicken nugget in the other and I keep desperately saying I'm trying to lose weight so though I'm professing that out of my mouth and I believe I want to lose weight it's not computing in my brain it does it makes no sense they're not aligning they're not matching my beliefs my actions and behaviors are two completely different things so we've talked about all of that and I know we've gone quite full speed ahead today and it's that's why I say this is one that you need to come back and listen to and take some notes so now we're getting back to why ditching the does not solve the problem. We've talked about the mindset aspect of it and now we're going to talk about the practical aspect of it. So the real key to losing weight isn't in ditching the scale. The real scale, the real issue is building consistency. Not perfection, not all or nothing, not if I don't go hard and I don't work out twice a day, seven days a week, if I don't become like the flipfluencers seven days a week, if I don't stop eating carbohydrates after 6pm, if I'm not good Monday to Friday, if I don't do this, if I don't do that, if I don't cut out carbs, if I don't do that, it's none of those things but it's simply consistency the key to losing weight is not about beating beating happy or satisfied or done the key to losing weight is not seeing yourself as beautiful already it's not about those things those things you can already have you can see yourself as beautiful you can do all of those things but it isn't the key to losing weight the key is consistency and it's a daily decision you're constantly making the decision and the choice you make it's a daily decision you make with every single choice you make and every single action you take in your life will determine whether you are successful at losing weight or not and that is it now consistency does not mean I'm going to repeat it consistently does not mean all or nothing it does not mean perfection now this saying is overused progress over perfection 
but it's so true. If you are determined to lose weight, it's about your choices and your actions. It's not about ditching the scale. It's about taking consistent action over time. Now, in wrapping up, the problem with the ditch the scale approach is it doesn't really solve anything. It doesn't get to the root cause of why you're struggling with your weight in the first place. And this is why you have to be aware of the people that are telling you this message because it sounds good. It doesn't mean that it's rooted in truth. It's rooted in lies that getting you to put a band-aid over the way that you eat. You're putting out a message out there that says, you know what, I'm doing everything right, but I'm not losing weight. Dare you. I dare you to get someone to record you. Put a secret camera around every time you eat lunch. Watch it back and tell me exactly what you see. And you will not like what you see. If you if you are the person who says I'm doing everything right, but you are secretly eating, that's what's going to be exposed. The truth will be exposed not to shame you, not to make you feel guilty, but hopefully to help you build consistency over time. That's what this is for. That's what the experiment was for. Because we can we can fool ourselves. We are quite good at pulling the wool over our eyes. But the reality does not lie when it comes to what you do in secret. Whatever we do in secret will one day be made public. So know that. So when it comes to ditching the scale, it doesn't get to the root of why you're struggling with your weight in the first place. And it's not about ditching the scale unless you fall into a specific area, i.e emotional eating eating disorder that you are then under the care of the dietetics team that's the only person that should not use the scalers in at all now it's about taking consistent action over time but the problem isn't that you weigh yourself too often or you don't weigh yourself enough it is back down to that consistency you're not taking consistent action over time and seeing progress each week each day hour or minute and you don't need to you don't need to measure your progress to the hour or the minute if you don't want to. Not everybody needs to do that. Not everybody needs to do that level of detail because some people like flexibility. But if you're trying to lose weight, the scale is a good tool to use if because it helps you monitor progress. If you're you're sporadically weighing yourself here, you're weighing yourself there, you've got no data to go by because that's what the scale is for. It's to give you data. Here's something you should do instead. Instead of focusing on ditching the scale, focus on consistency by building habits around healthy eating, healthy mindsets, exercise, getting enough sleep, managing your stress, nutrition, a balance of nutrition. And then you're focusing on measuring those things consistently over time. Slow and steady Eddie over on the program, you will know slow and steady Eddie. So you can see what things are affecting your health. Then you can start to make a plan. Then you can focus on it. If you're focused on cherry picking different things when it comes to weight loss, you're going to get cherry picking results. And this is where we're going to end on today's episode. If you're focused on cherry picking results or cherry picking methods, I like that from that diet. I love that from that diet. I love this. I love a little bit of that. You're going to get cherry picking results. But if you're focused on consistency, small things over time, that's when you're going to start to see results. And that's the difference between the woman who's ready for fat loss or the woman who's ready to continue doing these quick fixes. And then she gives up because it's hard. It's going to be hard if you're doing quick fixes because it's not sustainable. And it's going to be a challenge if you're trying to change those habits. But let me tell you, when you focus on consistency and getting those things done, you will get the results that your body has been desperately crying out for. Friends, we've come to the end of today's episode. If you've got questions about this episode, you can reach out to me over on Instagram, Facebook, or email. Can't wait to catch you in the next one. Hey friend, you made it to the end of the episode. What was your biggest takeaway from today's episode? Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review over on iTunes. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about today's episode, or you need help, then you can contact me over on Instagram at VA Nutrition Coaching Podcast or email 
email me support at vanutritioncoaching.co.uk or you can head over to the Facebook page VA Nutrition Coaching Podcast. It helps us reach even more women who are fed up with dieting, don't know how to lose weight. They're frustrated with following Sally's results and they're not getting any of their own and they just finally want to shed some pounds and do it in a way that they can sustain and they can enjoy. But my friends, that's a wrap for today's episode. I can't wait to catch you on the next one. Until then, friends, stay healthy, stay blessed. And remember, if you haven't already downloaded your five ingredient recipe pack, you can go to the website vanutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash recipes and download your five ingredient recipe pack. Who said healthy eating was boring? See you next time, friends. Thank you.